Welcome to the Center Point Pentecostal Church Podcast. We hope that this podcast finds you well and that you are ready for a life-changing message from one of our outstanding and anointed ministers. If you like this podcast, please be sure to give us a follow and a five-star review on your favorite podcasting app. Now let's get to today's message. What a beautiful day. What a beautiful Sunday morning. Just to come and worship the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Amen. Right after service this morning, we're going to be dedicating Hagen and Madison to the Lord right after service this morning. And we're going to call them up and we're going to dedicate them to Jesus. It ain't nothing like giving back what belongs to God. And our children are a gift that a gift that comes from God. And that's why we give them back to Jesus. Amen. Well, I feel good this morning. I feel like God is wanting to speak in this church this morning. Amen. I believe God's going to move in a mighty way if we allow him to. Amen. What a blessed day we have today to worship the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Amen. Thank you for being with us in Center Point this morning. If you don't have a church, Brother Borland already done, probably said it. We welcome you here with open arms. We take you in as family. And we'll love you as family. And we'll treat you so many different ways. You're bound to love one way. Amen. Amen. So if you have your Bibles, let's turn to 2 Corinthians 4 and 4. And in whom the God of this world has blinded the minds of them which believe not. The God of this world has blinded the people in this world that believes not, believes not what? The gospel, the truth. Amen. Lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, whom is the image of God, should shine unto them. This gospel is for everybody. And it has the power to save the uttermost. Still in 23. So Father, we thank you for your word. I ask you, dear Lord, that you would use this vessel of clay to speak into someone's life today. God, I can't do it on my own. I need the power of the Holy Ghost moving within me. But God, I can do all things through you that strengthens me. Use this clay today to bring forth your word. In Jesus' name. Everyone says amen. And you may be seated. Being lost is not a good pl- feeling. Being lost is not a good feeling. How many of you have ever been lost? I can remember a time, me and my oldest brother, when we was younger, we would go different places to go hunting. And we wound up in Oakdale, 
for all places over there. And we definitely wasn't familiar with the area. And my brother, he's a pure Cajun. If you put a blindfold on him in his backyard and turn him around three times and take the blindfold off, he'll say, where am I? He gets lost very easy. He don't have good direction. But I can remember him telling me that day, we was in our, he, he was in his late 20s, I was in my early 20s. And I was like, Sister Kathy, I was very canine. I was a trickster. And I can remember him telling me, hey, I'm going to go into the woods a little piece, but uh, stay near me because you know how I am. I said, yes, sir. So he goes off into the woods and on his way out, they had some, when he walked in, they had some tall weed. I think it was like um, cattails, if you know what I'm talking about, the old. They grew, they grew real tall and they were thick. And they, they just were messy. And when you walked in them, all those little things got all over you. I mean, they just, they, they shared their um, body with you. And uh, on the way out, I could hear him hollering my name. Caro! And I wouldn't answer him. And the closer he would get to me, the hollow he would, the louder he would scream, Caro! And I wouldn't answer him. And then a little while later, his voice began to crack, began to break, and I know he was getting scared. And he would, Caro! And I wouldn't answer him. And so right when he got about 30 feet from me, I'm laying on the ground. He screamed from the top of his lung that same little, I'm lost voice. I stood up. I thought sure he was going to beat me up. But he didn't. He was so lost, but he was also so glad that he was found. That he grabbed me and hugged me and said, you were right there the whole time? I said, yes. He said, well, why you didn't answer me? I, I said, because of this. I wanted you to feel how it felt to be lost. That way you won't go in woods by yourself. So anyhow, it was a lesson learned. But have you ever been lost? Have you ever felt that spirit of just being lost? Jesus said, to whom the God of this world has blinded the minds of them that believe not. Unless God turns a light switch on, they will be blinded to the truth forever and ever and ever. I can remember me and Brother Jeffrey Floyd and Brother Francois went to Camp Bullgord, and I'm not a big hunter. I do hunt to fellowship. I do hunt because every once in a while I like eating deer meat, and you know, I enjoy it, just being with people, fellowshipping. And um, so Brother Jeffrey went the day before and he scouted out the property and he got my stand um, marked. He got Brother Francois' stand marked and he went way off into the woods. So Brother Francois was the first one to be dropped off and I was second to be dropped off and then Brother Jeffrey went on to his little place. So after the hunt, 
I get lost too. I mean, I'm just like my brother. I mean, if you turn me around in my backyard, I get lost too. I, wouldn't, I didn't want to say that, but I have to right now, to be honest. So anyhow, after the hunt, we got in the truck. Brother Francois said, Brother Beard, did you see the idiot that kept walking in circles this morning? I said, Brother Francois, that idiot was your pastor. He said, well, what happened? I said, what you mean what happened? I was lost. He said, but your place was tagged. I said, I didn't see no tags. In the dark, it looks a whole lot different than when it's daylight. Come on, can I get an amen? Yes. So I do know the feeling about being lost. I know how it feels. But 30-something, what, probably 35 years ago, I had a deep feeling about being lost. I can remember before Jesus, I would wake up at 3 o'clock in the morning and go on my front steps in Leonville and sit down on the steps and smoke a cigarette at 3 o'clock in the morning trying to calm my nerves down and drink a Budweiser and trying to calm my nerves down. But trying to find where do I fit in this big old world. I was so lost. I can remember Sister Shirley sitting on my steps as a young man, had everything going for him, but felt so lost and so empty. I can remember crying in them early hours in the morning. God, if you're real, if, you, if you're up there, hear me. I didn't know God. Didn't never have an experience with God. I didn't know how to get to him. I didn't know how to break all these things that was in my life. I thought, Sister Amanda, it was just a normal way of life. You know, I just felt, my God, how can I be so miserable but still have everything I ever wanted but yet still be miserable? I couldn't understand that, Brother Francois. I had, you know, the Jabos and I had the Nikes and I had the fast cars and I had a good wife and didn't respect her at the time because drugs didn't, didn't not allow me to. The void that I had in my life, I kept trying to fill it up with the substance of the world and I realized, Sister Brenda, nothing was filling this void up. I just felt so empty and so broken and so undone and so lost. I couldn't figure it out. I couldn't. I tried. Believe me, I tried. I tried breaking habits of my own, and just for weeks they were gone, and the next thing you know, I was right back in the same pit again. But I knew that there was truly a way out. I was so deep in sin. I was so bounded up to the things and the cares of this life. I didn't know any different. But I got news this morning. If you feel this way this morning, I got great news for you. If we turn to Matthew 18 and 11, the Bible said, For the Son of Man is come to save that which was lost. If you felt and feel like I felt, there's hope for you today. I said, there is hope for you today. And his name is Jesus. Come on. His name is Jesus. God does not want neither one of us of his creations filling that void or feeling empty. 
God wants us living a victorious life. He wants us to live a blessed life, a complete life. But completion don't come with the substance and the things in this world. Completion comes with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Come on, that's where completion comes from. Jesus and Jesus only. Lost, having no direction. How many of you have been there? Didn't know where to go. Didn't know where to turn. Did not know what to do. That's where life leads us without Jesus. I don't care who you are. You need Jesus in your life. You don't need a, a form. You need an experience with Jesus. You need an old-fashioned born-again experience. Religion can't fix you. This pastor can't fix you. There ain't nobody in this church can fix you. But I know a Jesus that robed himself in flesh and went to Calvary and paid the ultimate sacrifice where you can truly live today born again of water and of the spirit of Jesus Christ. Being lost is not a good feeling. Having no direction. Wandering aimlessness. Come on, like the children of Israel, 40 years in a wilderness walking in circles. That's who we are without Jesus. Come on. We walk in a circle all our life and gaining no ground or gaining nothing in this life. If you seek in the world and in this church this morning, you're going to find what you're looking for, and that's nothing. And that's a void. And that's emptiness. But if you're here today, and you're broken, and your life is undone, or if your life is in a wreck, or your marriage is in a wreck, or if your home is in a wreck, I got hope for you today. Come on, I got hope for you today. Hallelujah. You know, they want to fix us with all kinds of pills when we sick. I'm not against doctors. I'm not against medication. But they want to fix us with all kinds of pills. Read your labor. This will fix your lungs, but it might harm your heart. Come on, somebody. Oh, this may, oh yeah, this may fix your abscess, your tooth, but it may cause a blood clot. And we are crazy enough to try that before we try Jesus. Come on, somebody. Why don't we try Jesus first? Come on, why don't we just separate ourselves from trouble, separate ourselves from pain, separate ourselves from the doctor's report, and get ourselves with Jesus for a couple of days and say, Jesus, if this don't fix me, then I may turn to something else. But I'm going to try you first. I still believe <laughs> Jesus can fix a lot of things in our life if we would allow him to. <laughs> right? You know, one pill, two pills, three pills, four pills. Let me tell you something. I'm just going to die natural. Amen. I'm just going to die natural. Ain't nobody killing this little turkey. 
and ain't nobody put, but we, you know, we got our appointed time. I understand that. We got a number that's going to be pulled. I understand that. But then again, my faith is in Jesus Christ. My hope is in Jesus and nothing else. It's not in man because let me tell you something. You put your trust and your hope and your faith in man, they're going to fail you. This man right here is going to fail you. I'm going to let you down. I'm going to speak to some things in your life that may hurt you and break you. But hey, don't take it out on Jesus. We must keep our faith and our trust in the name of the Lord, no matter what goes on in life. Amen. I believe, I'm a believer of this. I'm, I believe what I preached this morning. I, I don't, I, I'm not this old time preacher. I don't believe in doctors. I believe in doctors. I believe God gives them knowledge. I believe God gives them the wisdom to help fix us. But th then again, we can't rely and depend just on doctors because he's the great physician. Come on, he is the great physician. He's the one that can say, by my stripes, you are healed. How many has ever been healed by the power of the Holy Ghost? Come on, look at all the hands in this place today. So what stops God this morning from healing you and I? Nothing. 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 Because God still could do it. No direction. No purpose. Nothing. Don't that sound like the Mm-hmm. I don't understand it. It's funny, but it's true. That's why you see all these young boys and even grown men wearing their hats with their bill in the back. They don't even know if they're coming or going. For real. But I know where I'm going. Come on, Brother David. I know where I'm at. I'm in the, safe, the safest. That's right. We know where we're going. Right. Wow. Right. Right. Here today. Right. Wow. Awesome. Right. Right, right. Absolutely that we can have. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. Right. Praise the Lord. And that's what this man is doing this morning. I'm trying to point this church in the right direction. There's only one way and that's God's way. Come on. God's way. Straight is the gate and now is the way. But broad leads into destruction. But the world we live in today is what I'm describing you and I today. No direction. They do anything they're big enough to do and think they're getting away with it. There's a payday for everybody. Amen. 
You reap what you sow, believe me. You may not reap it today, but there'll come a time in your life you will reap it. But you will reap what we sow. Amen. But having direction, men never want to admit they are lost. Hey, they, we don't want to admit that we are lost. In anything, in life, when we're in the car, when we're going somewhere, we're definitely not going to tell our wives we lost. You're lost, Chris. No, I ain't lost. We still ride now. We still driving. I tell Sister Mary, I am not lost as long as I got gas in my gas tank. We may drive in circles for about three or four hours, but mama, we are not lost until we're out of gas. Long as I got gas in that old Ford, and it's hard to keep gas in a Ford. Long as I got gas in a Ford, I'm, I'm not lost. But we don't want to admit we lost. We're just taking a long way there, right? Right. I just want to see that different scenery, Sister Mary. Yeah, well, we done seen it four times, but I might have missed something. We don't want to admit we lost. And it's hard for us to. Amen. But the world, the world we live in is lost. You can believe it or not. They are so lost. They have no direction. They don't know what direction truly is all about. That's why we got to be led by Jesus. Led by the Holy Ghost. As he leads, we follow. Amen. That's why you're here. At Center Point Pentecostal Church, Brother David, is because you've been led by God. And God wants to lead every one of us in the right direction. But we have to have the spirit enough to be willing to listen to where he's trying to bring us to. Amen. That's why the Bible says obedience is better than sacrifice. Obey where God is trying to take you. And I promise you, your loads are going to be a whole lot lighter. Amen. Some of you are fighting a fight you're not even supposed to be fighting. It's because you don't want to listen to what God is telling you to do. So you're still going to go on with your own little plans. And that's why it's never going to work. Or you're going to get out of one trouble to get in another trouble to get in another trouble to get in another trouble until your life is full of trouble. That's why you got to be led by God and by his spirit. So how can I be led by his spirit? You got to allow God to love you enough to wrap his arms around you and let him fill you with the Holy Ghost. And then it leads you. How many of you can say, since you got the Holy Ghost, hey, you've been heading in the right direction. Hey, you've been heading in a different direction. It's only because of God. God is the only one can lead us, you and I. In the right direction. Wandering in circles. That's what the world is doing. Trying to find happiness. Trying to find peace. I can remember Sister Tara before. Right when I got to church. I was fighting with so many temptations. So many of them. And it was so strong. Even with the Holy Ghost. You know what kept me from falling back into my temptation? Back into my old sins for life? I would tell Carl Beard, now Carl Beard, you don't want to go back there again. Come on, you know where that road was leading you. You don't need to, to go that way again. Five minutes of pleasure in your old life didn't bring you far. You don't need to go down that old road again. 
Don't destroy the future that God has given you. If you've been born again and you've been saved by the baptism of the Holy Ghost, you're blessed in here this morning. Come on, you're blessed in here this morning. You're blessed by Jesus Christ and him only. Some of us already then tasted the word. We already see what it's got to offer. Nothing. But the world, do they know? No. Just as Jesus come to seek and save the lost, when we get the Holy Ghost and when we are born again, then that's our job also. It's to lead people into this truth. It's to lead people into the way that God wants them to go. We become a witness unto God. Acts 1 and 8. Once you receive the Holy Ghost, there shall be power that shall come upon you. And you shall be witnesses unto me. What is that witness? I'll tell you what the witness is. It's showing them that they can live just like us. Because we was like them. But when God got a hold of us, everything changed. You can live this with God and with the Holy Ghost. With the Holy Ghost, without the Holy Ghost, you can't live this lifestyle. I agree with you. Can't do it. You're going to always fall back into your traps. You're going to always fall back into your pits without the Holy Ghost. That's why you need the power of Jesus Christ on the inside. The hope of glory, the hope of God is being born again. May 5th, June 5th, you been, have you ever touched a beer again? Have you ever chewed some tobacco? Beach nut or whatever they call that stuff? No. Came back to church, got in church, God changed this man and never went back. That's the power of Jesus. And if you don't have the Holy Ghost, you're, you're a pilgrim that's walking in a weary land and you're going to fall into every trap that Satan puts before you. I'm so thankful for the Holy Ghost today. I am so thankful for the power that lives within me. Because believe me, my flesh, I want to put on the muscle shirts. I want to put on the short pants. And I want to go outside and enjoy some sun. But I don't. Because I know inch by inch, Satan will get me back to where he wants me. And if we don't get sold out to Jesus, hear me, saints. This is not for sinners. This is for saints. And if you don't get sold out to Jesus, you're going to be bought out so easily by the devil. Amen. You got to get, this has to be a part of a lifestyle. I admire Sister Becky and Brother Rodney and those two little precious girls of theirs. They never waver. And if they do, it's at home. It's not at church. And I just admire them. You know why? They planted their feet in a rock many years ago. And what, what started working at the very beginning of relationship and the very beginning of their family, all these years later, is, is it still working? It's still working. So what changed? Why change which works? Some of you done tried everything in this world and everything in this world and failed you. Why not try Jesus? Come on, you ain't got nothing else to lose. You have nothing to lose. Nothing. Nothing. I can honestly say the joy of the Lord is my strength, not just today, but tomorrow and the next week and next year, month and next year. I wake up excited every day. 
not because I got to go to work, but I wake up just because I'm still living. And I got another opportunity to, to be something for Jesus. Every day is a new day for each and every one of us. What you couldn't do or didn't do yesterday, you can do today. What you couldn't change yesterday, God could give you the strength right now to do from now on. Amen. You know, you hear a lot of ladies, I hear a lot of ladies in Bible study, well, Brother Beard, I can't dress that way, I can't look that way. And I understand that. Without the Holy Ghost, you never will be able to. We have an adversary that's always pulling against what's right. And let me tell you something. If you're being fought in your mind because of standards, it's because the enemy don't want you to live this. Oh, my God. Let's go on. Come on. My wife was a licensed beautician. It was part of our livelihood. That's why I don't have any more hair. All those chemicals from perms and streaks and everything. It took it all off my head. That's why I'm slick this morning. But when you look at modesty, you want to see modesty? I'm not bragging. I'm not saying she's my wife. She was in this world. And she's still in this world today. But she's not of the world. It's a big difference. I'd rather have what we have and not need it. They need it one day and not have it. That's why we got to. We got to draw lines. Hey, let me tell you something. Hey, I'm a recovered alcoholic, drug addict. You think I could go meet Brother Joe down the street or, or, or one of, some of my thug friends and, and sit down and while they smoking dope and I'm not going to be tempted? You think I'm going to go to Joe's Pool Hall to witness to people? Hey, I'm an ex-alcoholic. Don't put yourself in a predicament that you can't get yourself out of. Come on, if you're going to be a Christian, be a Christian. Come on, somebody. If you... And I'll go further than that. If you're going to be a Christian, talk like a Christian. <laughs> you know, kindness kills. Come on, kindness kills. You know how I get your respect, Brother Roger? You know how I truly get your respect? I give you respect. Talk to people like they're people. Come on, Christians. Don't let your good be spoken of. If somebody asks you how you're doing, don't be rude to them. We live in a lost world that needs to see Jesus in us. And the only picture that we're going to ever paint of Jesus is how we present ourselves. How we act in everyday life. I can promise you this. This dude walks off everywhere. But wherever he goes, he's at a church. He may not be in this church, but he's at church. Ooh. I could get myself in some trouble right now, but I better not. But act like a Christian. I hear some of the saints, man, some of you... Not all of you, but there's some of you. I like to take some uh, dishwashing uh, dish liquid, a whole bottle, and pour it down your throat. So rude. So rude. Why we got to be so rude? How you doing? Oh, I'm doing good. No, seriously. How you doing? Oh, I'm doing good. 
I'm sorry I even asked. No, seriously. Or you ask some of these people, how you doing in two hours later? Oh my God, why did he even ask them that? Hey, remember, not everybody's a Christian. Somebody needs to see Jesus through the church. Mm-hmm. It makes me aggravated, though. Man, what's wrong with them? What's wrong with that one? I don't know. Maybe he ate and he drunk some guys for breakfast. <laughs> Maybe he ate tamales last night, hot tamales. And he got a case of something. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Seriously. They lost. And they're reading us. And we're the only Bibles they're going to truly read. What scriptures are we giving them? Help us, Jesus. Help us, Jesus. Drugs, alcoholic, alcohol, perversion, material things, fashion, lost causes. That's the condition of our world. Growing worse every day. Jesus said it would be like the times of Solomon Gomorrah. Sister Linda Paul, I think we passed that. No, I think we passed that. But when it looks like the time of Solomon Gomorrah, look up. You know the sad thing? Good is bad and bad is good in the world we live in. What's right is wrong and what's wrong is right. Who changed that? Come on, somebody. Who actually changed that? It's a horrible feeling being lost. Horrible. I don't never, ever want to go back from where I came from. Never. Do you realize sin is running rampant in our world today? And if you can't see that, you're exactly what I read from. The God of this world unblinded you. Several years ago, I told Sister Mary, I said, Mama, I need to get this stuff out of my life. Stuff will snuff Jesus right out of the picture. Stuff doesn't rob family time. I wouldn't want a hand raised in here because I wouldn't want no one to be embarrassed. But how many families in this church today sit down every dinner meal, every dinner time, and eat a hot meal with your family and pray right before? Stuffed and snuffed Jesus out of our families. It is what it is. But sin is rampant in our world. What kind of man of God I would be if I would come up here and sugarcoat the word and not preach it the way God wants me to preach it and you're not here and leave the same way you came. Amen. Born again experience is not just for Pentecostal. It's for the world. Amen. Baptism in 
Jesus' name is not just for the world. This is not just for Pentecost. This is for the world. I'm glad I was buried in the lovely name of Jesus Christ for the remissions of my sins. You know why? Because the Bible says once I did, all my sins were blotted out. And let me ask you a question. If you're going to believe part of the Bible, why don't you just go ahead and believe all the Bible? Come on, somebody. I'm a firm believer. Brother Spears, if this thing was good enough for grandma and grandpa, it still should be good enough for you and I today. Come on, somebody. If it worked for them 50 years ago, believe me, in 23, it'll still work. But if you put your faith in it, and I promise this, you're going to see blessings after blessings after blessings. Only because God will prove that his words are true. i never known God to lie. Sometimes we feel like he's taking a long time for answering us. God, where you at? I ain't nowhere. I'm still where I've always been. But I'm waiting on you to believe me enough for me to perform what you need me to do. Hmm. Okay, let's go. Suicide. No hope. If any one of you in here are contemplating on suicide, you miss heaven. Hear me. You miss heaven. Jesus says, do not murder. And when you take your own life, you're murdering yourself. You're going completely against the word of God. I help you today. There's no easy way out. The only easy way living is living for Jesus. But first for an easy way out, if that was the case, they wouldn't have nobody in this church this morning. Oh, but a very few. But do you realize the God we serve is a God that can lighten the loads of our life? A lot of times I feel like, oh my God, my wagon is overloaded and it feels like my little wheels are about to pop off. But at that time, Brother Jason, when I talk to God about my problems, he begins to take some stuff out of my little wagon and he begins to lighten the load. You know, why don't we have a little talk with Jesus and just tell him sometimes all about our troubles. He will hear our famous cry and he will definitely answer by and by. He's still faithful. I said, he's still faithful. Hey, let me go on. Hey, never seen the righteous. Hey, what David he said, he said, he said, I'll I was young, but now I'm old, but never, ever yet seen the righteous forsaken or his seed out begging for bread. It might not be no home, that big rising homemade bread. It might be some couscous and cornbread. But as long as it's bread. Never seen a righteous forsaken, Brother Jason. I never ever seen his seed out begging for bread. 
He had every reason to walk away from God. That boy had every reason. Hell came against him. Hell came against his family. But I can promise you this. He stayed faithful. He showed the world that what he has is greater than anything out there. And I'm honored to see his little sister Jessica. It's good to have you home. It's good to see you in church. That's why we can't give up, Brother Chris, because somebody is depending on your relationship. You know, I often think, you know, seriously, often think if I was to fall, and it's, I'm capable, anybody can make mistakes. Anybody can, fall, you know, fail God. But what keeps me on track is this. All the people in my life that I witnessed to, what a letdown, Sister Becky. What a letdown, Brother Christopher. If I was to let my flesh take over my God, my spirit, and let everyone I ever witnessed to down. Where there's Jesus, there's hope. In today's world, in 23, listen to me, there's hope in this world. You know why? Because Jesus did not rapture the church out of here yet. Now let me help you. If you're going to live for God, now is the time. The Jews are going to be the first. Hey, we're going to be the first trumpet. The Jews is going to be the second. And people say, well, I'm going to go on the second one with the Jews. Hold on. You think you're going to go on the second trump? If you can't live for God now with the spirit of the Lord on this earth, you're never going to live for God when the church is out of here. Because when he takes the church out of here, his spirit is going. He said men will try to kill themselves and they will not die. So if you can't live for God now, don't let the devil lie to you. You're going to live for God when the church is gone. It's not going to happen. That's why Jesus said in his word, save yourself from this entire generation. Let me tell you something. If there ever been a generation that's out of control, we're looking at it. We're looking at it. People ask me, well, are you scared to one day re retire the church? Partially, I am. I am. I really am, Sister Glenda. Because what this next generation is going to allow in our churches? Follow peace with all men, and without holiness, no man is going to see God. And we look at the holiness part of this scripture, and we think Jesus is talking about the outer appearance. Yeah. He's not. He's talking about the heart of man. That's why he seeks the heart of man, because where the heart is, is where you're going to find Jesus. And if you find Jesus in that heart, you're going to find separation of a world. If you find Jesus in the heart, you're going to want to live this stronger than you ever did. Amen. But the world has to see something different in you and I to draw them to where we are. 
I like telling this little joke, and it's just a joke. Don't take it personal. You know me, I'm a jokester. When I got into Pentecost, Sister Carol, like, when Moses, when um, Moses um, walked on earth, and when they landed the ark, and when we got out the ark, them old timers, bro, they preached it hard, son. If you think we preach hard, you ain't seen nothing. Brother Jason told me one day, he said, Pastor, you never have to offend, worry about offending me with the scripture. He said, why not? He said, I come out of Elder Francois' church. He doesn't, there ain't nothing that he. <laughs> That's some good stuff, though. That's why he still lives for God today. Amen. Let's stand. Let me just quit yapping. But anyhow, when I first got in the church, them old apostolic preachers, man, they preached against anything and everything. You couldn't wear red skirts. You couldn't do nothing. You couldn't go to ball games. You couldn't play golf. You couldn't do nothing. I tell a little joke, sister. Shirley, when they used to preach on rings, wedding bands and rings so hard, I was scared to eat onion rings. <laughs> but you know what, though, no, seriously, let's talk about this just for a second, I close. Don't let standards stop you from getting to where Jesus is. God is not worrying about your outer appearance. God is looking and searching for your heart this morning. God wants to save somebody in here today. You've been fighting a fight. Like I said a minute ago. That's not even your fight. It's God's. If I had to fit a standard. 33 years ago, I wouldn't be a pastor today. If I had to fit a Pentecostal code, I wouldn't be a pastor today. I fitted everything that God wanted me to fit when I got born again. What he did, he started from the inside. And he began to chisel everything that he didn't like of me. And let me give you some good news. He's still chiseling. Nobody's perfect, and nobody's going to ever be perfect. We strive every day to perfection. Every day. So don't let standards stop you from getting where Jesus is today. God loves you. He desires a relationship with you. Come on, if you are broken and you are lost and you are undone, I open these altars this morning. If you want to be prayed for, if you want to touch from the master's hands, you got a preacher right here that's willing to 
pray for you. Thank you for listening to today's message. We pray that it changes and impacts your life for days to come. If you would like to connect with us further, give us a like on Facebook at facebook.com slash Centerpoint Pentecostal Church or just search Centerpoint Pentecostal Church on Facebook. If you would like to join one of our services in person, the service times and address are in the podcast description. Thank you and God bless and we hope to see you on the next episode.